0: mindfulness mode the impediment to action advances action what stands in the way becomes the way
1: hey mindful tribe i'm here today with a man who i've got to tell you is one of the most inspiring people that i've met in a long time and i'm not exaggerating i mean this man is so inspiring from the first time i heard him talk which was i think in 2018 i heard him speak from the stage at the archangel summit in toronto and then you'll never guess what happened i was at the archangel summit uh this past weekend well i guess it was the weekend before and I had the absolute honor to sit beside him in the audience. And at first I didn't know who he was, I didn't remember. And then he told me, I was like flipped out completely because I was so inspired before and so inspired now because he's just done so many things to help other people, to help people move through their fear to help people realize how to move forward, take action, and achieve goals. He's done five TEDx talks. He's a stand up comedian. He has spoken in three continents and four languages because he speaks in six languages. He has six languages under his belt. <laughs> I mean, you can tell already that I'm describing an incredible person. Now, get this. I don't know if you've heard about Gold Goldcast. It's uh, it's a platform where you can. Uh, hear great speeches and things like that. It's an inspiring community for achievers dedicated to helping you improve your life. That's what they they say on GoldCast. Well, on GoldCast, my guest has, now get this, three million views. Wow. Anyway, so I guess you know how impressed and honored I am to have him on the show. Uh, so I'm here today with Jose Peranian, and I will tell you one other little detail that isn't really that big a deal, but maybe it is. He's a lifelong stutterer. And so he took this and, and just took action and made changes in his life and did what he could to inspire other people. And he does that every day. So Jose, I'm so honored to have you here. It's great to be able to interview you and and spend time with you. Tell us, what does mindfulness mean to you, Jose?
0: Thank you for, for having me on, Bruce. I will concur for the sake of your audience. That uh, I do have a the th- stutter. Everyone's internet is working just fine. <laughs> well, mindfulness for me has been a crucial ally as I. Embarked on a journey of rapid personal transformation to create some equilibrium in my life. The more action I took, the more uncomfortable situations and stages I. I went on the more necessary it became for me to identify effective self-support strategies,, wh- whether it's on the road, in a ho- in a hotel room, on a plane, or even in the green room before a stand up comedy performance i've always leveraged mindfulness through breathing through uh style of meditation to really connect with myself and to 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 create an embodiment as opposed to feeling trapped in thoughts.
1: Yeah, feeling trapped. Wow. And there's so many ways to feel trapped in our lives. So many different ways that we can feel trapped. We can feel trapped because we feel we don't have enough money or because we want to do something and we don't know how to move forward. Yeah, there's so many ways to feel trapped. I'm thinking back to that Um that talk you did at the Archangel Summit that I mentioned when you were introduced by JP Sears, did you have a chance to meet him and do you resonate with his comedy and his humor?
0: I, I had met him in, in 2018, as you said, at the Archangel Summit and I do recall having an enjoy- enjoyable conversation with him in the, in the be- backstage at the summit. I have not really kept up with, with him after the, the summit at the time, I believe he was doing a lot of parody videos about spirituality that were indeed quite comical.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I haven't watched some of his more recent videos either, but I've I've uh, found some of his stuff to be very, very funny. What do you find is funny? What inspires you on the comedy stage?
0: Undoubtedly... The primary reason for me getting into uh, stand-up was to use humor as a cathartic and therapeutic vehicle of self-expression in the sense that I used comedy to address the single biggest source of insecurities that I was dealing with at the time, i.e. being a, a person who stutters. So for me, that was my my primary angle was can I use jokes to change my relationship with myself and therefore with the world? Now, beyond that type of humor that focuses on my experiences with having a stutter and with what that entails in terms of social interactions, I also have enjoyed writing material that's more observational, observational, and, and about a, a wide variety of topics ranging from Hawaiian pizzas to, 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 to the
1: pool at the YMCA interesting I I want to ask you this question that maybe it's kind of personal but I and if you don't want to answer it that's okay but I want to ask you this when you dream do you stutter in your dreams and do you do you dream about not being a stutterer
0: <laughs> I refuse to answer No, <laughs> I I it's it's a very good question and the short answer is well it would not be that short <laughs> the the answer is i don't remember uh yeah i don't remember if i've had any dreams ironically in which i did not have a stuttered that's a that's the first time i get asked this question
1: well one of the reasons i asked this question is because when i was a teenager when i was a young kid and a teenager i had intense fear to speak i was completely and totally afraid to speak, Mm -hmm. uh, much of the time. And certainly at school, certainly in class, in front of teachers, stuff like that, because what happened was my voice didn't change. And I had this very strange, Mm -hmm. high squeaky voice Mm -hmm. that every time I did speak, someone would kind of look and sometimes people said, what's, what's the matter with your voice or, you know, they would say things. And so I just developed this intense fear. And then I remember having dreams where I would, like, I would put something in my throat and I would, like, I don't know, pull something out. And then after that, then I could speak properly. And so I remember that myself, that I would have these dreams. And I finally was able to change the situation because I was able to see a speech therapist, an expert who worked with me. And found out that there was actually an issue that could be reversed, mm. could be changed so that then I could speak in what was my normal voice, but I didn't, hadn't discovered it. I hadn't wow. found it. So
0: wow. Yeah. That's a, it's a fascinating example. On the one hand in my talks, I often say that everyone has a stutter at the end of the day it's frequently it frequently manifests as an inner stutter which could be the fear of judgment the fear of rejection the fear of failure or even the fear of success all these obstacles can prevent us from taking the action that we know would take our lives to the next level. So that's a really fascinating example. And it goes to show that a lot of people at one point in life do go through an obstacle that at the time might have seemed insurmountable I know that mine certainly did
1: yeah wow yeah mine did too because I thought I can never ever do things in my life that I thought would be cool to do I could never be a teacher I could never stand in front of a group of people and speak i could never be a singer things like this Mm -hmm. and then when this happened and the the therapist worked with me and then all of a sudden i've got this new voice and i could speak and and then i could sing and then i could do things it was like Mm -hmm. it was like this whole new life Mm. and it was just unbelievably exciting and I went out and got a job, actually playing the piano and singing. Really? Okay. Yeah.
0: I I did not did not know that about you.
1: Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then, then I proceeded to become a music teacher, and then I thought that was the coolest thing ever to be able to teach kids to play band instruments and conduct ah. them, and you know all that kind of thing. So I was a teacher and could stand in front of groups. And of course, I I started doing bullying prevention work and. Yep. Have been on stage and you know more than 2000 times doing wow. that. Wow. So, but I want to ask you about your decision to go out into, I guess you go to the malls or whatever. And at one point you would decide to go out and speak to a hundred people a week, even though you had this intense fear. Tell us about this decision and tell us about doing this, what it was like.
0: Yeah, so. I had learned this technique or this exercise on a speech therapy program that I had completed in England. And years later, I, I realized that if I did this exercise on a weekly basis, very rapid transformation would occur. So I started, uh, to, to go to the mall, either by myself or with someone else on that same speech program, I would say most of it, most of the times were by myself and I would give myself the challenge of asking for directions or simply explaining the exercise to 100 people once a week, the session would take roughly three hours. And the exercise was truly terrifying. And I would get diverse reactions from the public. In some cases, the reactions would be neutral, the person would just answer my question, and then I would thank them and move on to the next person. In other times, as I w- would get stuck on the word, the person would display a negative reaction, either laughter or, or would make a condescending comment. And in some cases, the reaction would be really positive. I'm sure the the latter group is more likely to have been meditators who are who are at peace and who and who and who process their world in a somewhat non-judgmental manner so yeah so the reactions have varied immensely
1: right did you very often have people that were just like plain rude and ignorant
0: that that has happened and what i often say is every reaction i've gotten has played a positive purpose, ultimately, in my journey, because even the so-called negative ones would actually accelerate the desensitization that was crucial. So the desensitization to fear was in fact the main benefit of this exercise exposing myself to the worst case scenario repeatedly did allow me to shift my perspective and of course if it's only negative then it would be very this disheartening but a a good combination was effective
1: right well let's talk specifically about fear so that's one way you dug in and started dealing with your fear how do you help other people deal with the many kinds of fear that are out there I'd say the
0: first step is to identify what that inner stutter is. And the best way to to know what yours might be, is to recall moments in your life, where there has been a gap between desire and action. These are moments when one I wanna do something and yet too, I do not do that thing. And it's that gap in the middle that will give us answers in terms of what is holding us back. What is the nature of the fear? Is it rejection? Is it judgment? Is it failure? Is it success? And once we've identified that inner stutter then we should look at any self-limiting beliefs that might be causing these inner stutters to recurringly resurface so if i think about my journey the lack of self-worth that came through being different certainly had led to the to the fears of of judgment and rejection to to consistently come up in my life and then the third step is to devise a an action plan that enables repeated exposure to those fears. If the fear is public speaking, joining Toastmasters would probably be a great s- s- solution. If it's a fear of heights, then perhaps a, uh, a safe rock climbing gym would be that option. So I do believe that facing fears does not simply entail a singular transaction with the universe. It does require a commitment to, to an ongoing interaction with the object of our fear, until we, we organically develop the belief that fear and action can coexist.
1: Well, thanks for that insight. I know you delivered talks at the United Nations, at Google, Tesla, TikTok, all kinds of organizations, and you do corporate speaking, you go and speak at companies, businesses, this kind of thing. I'm I'm just wondering if you can uh, share with us an example of a time when you went and you just felt so fulfilled because you really felt like you got your message out there and you felt feedback from the crowd and it was just an incredible feeling. Can you share with us a time when that may have happened?
0: There are so many examples to think of. I love receiving messages and emails after my speaking engagements about how how this has positively impacted others. One brief example that, that I'll never forget, because it was one of the first times when when one of my speeches went v- v- viral on Goldcast, as you mentioned in the intro introduction, I received a m- message from this man in the U.S. who whom I don't know. And he reached out to me on I I think it was through my Facebook page. And he he said that he had watched that video, which incidentally, that video was the first time that I had gotten on a stage that that was not Toastmasters. So, would which I, which I had joined previously to, to start overcoming that fear? So, that talk was extremely symbolic for me. And then that's the talk that ended up getting picked up by Goldcast. And that person reaches, reached out to me and said, I. I watched your video. I have dealt with, with a substance addiction for a long time. And something about you, something about your message made me want to to face that uh, obstacle so that i could be a a better husband and a better father and i I still remember really well receiving that message when i read it i had i literally had to sit down and process the depth of that message. And really the the insight that on the one hand, sure, this is for me, this is my own journey towards self mastery. At the same time, this is also a journey about having an impact on others who might be needing to to hear this message at a given time in their lives. And I'm not saying this in a pretentious way. But I, I truly feel a sense of joy and fulfillment when I, I receive these words because we all go through ups and downs. even those of us who 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 speak professionally, we are not immune to the inevitable fluctuations of life. And sometimes when I might be going through an emotional low, when I read or reread, a message like that, it's a beautiful reminder that not only is my perseverance, contributing to my own journey of, of growth, but, but it's also contributing to the, to the growth and the flourishing of my fellow of fellow human beings
1: yeah for sure absolutely it's immeasurable how much difference it makes absolutely i want to ask you a question about bullying because like i mentioned i've worked in that field for a long time and i'm wondering if you have a story you can share with us where mindfulness would have made a difference Mm,
0: i wish i wish i wish mindfulness had been taught yeah when i was in school oh that made an enormous difference. Because I've lost count of the number of times I would go back home to my room just feeling absolutely awful about what had happened at school. Maybe I, I, I felt I felt belittled. I felt so I felt small. So the way that mindfulness would in fact have, have had a tremendous impact is through reminding me that I am not the feelings I'm having, I am not the thoughts that I'm having. In fact, the mere fact that these are entities that I am having, it implies separation between the I and what is being felt and being experienced and having that healthy ability to observe rather than identify and react would indeed have 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 allowed me to to feel what I needed to feel in a healthier way, uh, as opposed to to going for avoidance as my MO.
1: Mm. Wow. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. If you wrote a book, Mm -hmm. what would be the central theme, the central message of that book? Mm. When when,
0: when I speak typically at organizations, I would say there are two main themes. On the one hand, it is about resilience and conquering fears and, and persevering. On the other hand, I speak a lot about inclusion, and how to create an environment where people can own who they are, and where their uniqueness is embraced. If I were to write a book, and I will, I, I just haven't really busy with with speaking engagements all around the world, which I absolutely adore doing when I write a book. I believe the key theme would be for us to change our relationship with our uniqueness with our differences, because I had spent most of my life desperately trying to fit in. And the only way that someone who stutters can fit in technically is by not speaking. And I'm sure you would relate based on your somewhat similar experience. So if, if to fit in, you must not speak you you must not express yourself with the world then you are bound to live a life filled with wasted potential and painful regrets and i do believe that that self-acceptance that that change in our relationship with ourselves, and with fear and, and this this discomfort, that shift is crucial to, to a journey of transformation, whether we are talking at the individual level, or at the organizational
1: uh, level. Thanks for that. As we move forward in the interview, I want to ask you five quick answer questions. So they may not be quick answer. That's fine if they are. But. Uh, I guarantee that they will
0: <laughs> not be. We're we, going we to call them mid-speed or quick
1: uh, <laughs> Well, this is my spiel. <laughs> uh-huh. Five quick answer questions. 30-second answers are perfect. And it doesn't really matter how long it takes to answer your questions. Okay, so <laughs> in,
0: in 30 seconds, I v- better carefully choose my three <laughs> words per answer. Okay.
1: So the first question is, who is one person who has inspired mindfulness in your life, Jose?
0: Russell brand is, is, is one of those public figures who who had who who has ins, who who had ins fired me at the time in a more private life kind of way I used to 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 take a Kundalini yoga class in Lebanon and the the co-founder of that studio encouraged me to go do a Vipassana retreat.
1: Ah, very interesting. My second question is about emotions Mm -hmm. and how has mindfulness changed how you deal with your emotions?
0: Mindfulness has allowed me to press the pause button and to create, to make space for myself between the the stimulus and the response.
1: The next question, I know you'll have plenty to say about this because it's about breathing. And I've heard you talk about how breathing changed Mm -hmm. the way you communicate but tell us about breathing in your life and how it did help you on the
0: one hand i use a breathing technique to control my stutter on the other hand i also practice different types of breath work whether it is wim hof or conscious connected breathing in fact i'll i'll have to connect you with 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 jan mensal who was a fantastic breathwork teacher and of course traditional mindfulness meditation also incorporates a, a lot of
1: mindful breathing. Very interesting. Yeah, I'd love it if you connected me with Jan. That would be that would be awesome. Okay, my next question is about a book. If there's a book of some kind that you could recommend that's somehow related to mindfulness, or what comes to mind?
0: I really like The uh, Unfeathered Soul. I... I do believe that that's that's a key book for anyone looking into mindfulness and and lowering that that resistance to to the world and replacing it with a more no like acceptance
1: I Really, really like Michael Singer's books. Mm, yeah. yeah, I really do. The Surrender Experiment as well, I really liked. And the other I'll parts, have so. to read that one. I've been recommended it
0: uh, a few times lately.
1: Yeah, I really like it. My last question is whether there's any kind of app which you could recommend that can help with mindfulness in any way?
0: Sure. So I personally have the, the app Calm. On my phone, mm-hmm. I really like the daily Calm. I I I do those in airports and in hotel rooms all the time. Uh, I also had enjoyed so there's there's a Nike running app, and they ha- have a lot of episodes with the founder of Headspace. And those have been really cool too. C- combining
1: mindfulness with r- running. Okay, well, that's the end of the quick answer questions. But that brings up the next question. So, are you a runner then?
0: I, I definitely love running. I find that it's a it's a it's a very meditative form of exercise is especially when it's done in nature I find that I I do go for a walk or a a jog in nature every day before the 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 height of the winter
1: (laughs) yeah well I enjoy running immensely too I it started with a walking Uh, thing that i would start walking so i walked for every day for a couple of years for an hour every day in the morning usually and then i i changed it to running and i really enjoyed running a lot too i agree with you in nature but the, the only difference is that this may sound crazy to you but i really enjoy running even in the dead of winter I love running if it's snowing, if it's raining, I just like something about just going out no matter what. I just, Mm. I love the cold, which brings up my next question. You mentioned Wim Hof, do you do cold immersion? Uh,
0: So before answering that, I'll mention that, that uh, I do agree that the, that either walking or running both are both are really both are really powerful in terms of of the wim hof stuff i have done more wim hof breathing than cold exposure however i i have done several uh ice baths in the past and some I would not say daily cold showers but I have have done many of them though.
1: (laughs) Sure, sure. Very interesting. Well, as we wrap up today, Jose, I want to ask you just for a final word of wisdom if somebody is listening to this and Thinking, yeah, I have fear. Yeah, I have something holding me back. Like, what would your words of advice be to that person, Jose?
0: There's an amazing quote by Marcus Aurelius, who was recently repopularized re, re thanks to the writer Ryan Holiday in in his book the obstacle is, is, is the way that line, I believe, was inspired by a quote by Marcus Aurelius, which goes, the impediment to action advances action, what stands in the way becomes the way
1: so powerful. Mm. What stands in the way becomes becomes the way. way.
0: And really, if you ask me to look back at my journey, had I not experienced this stutter, most likely, we could assume that none of the milestones would have occurred, which means no obstacle no milestones and i do mm. encourage people to to look at if if the obstacle in my life took me to to where it has taken me where 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 will the obstacle in your life to to take you
1: jose Thank you so much for doing the work you do in this world and helping inspire people like me and people all over the world. Thank you for being on Mindfulness Mode.
0: Thank you for, for having me, Bruce. And to, to, to the listeners, do do feel free to connect on Instagram at yeswayjose. Or on LinkedIn, it's just my my f- full name.
1: Oh yes, Wei Jose. Yes. and Jose sure. is spelled J O Z or Z yes. in other parts of the world. <laughs> yeah, correct. Jose with an e on the end. J O Z E. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thanks again, and have a great rest of your day, Jose. Thank you, Bruce. You as well. Okay. Bye now. Hey, Mindful Tribe. Thanks for listening today. I want to ask you, are you blaming yourself for the way you're feeling and experiencing a sense of worthlessness? Did you resonate with Jose and all he said about fear and taking action and moving forward? You know what? I have a space on my calendar that's just opened up, a space for one more client. That client may be you. As you know, I'm a hypnotist and I I'm dedicated to helping people move from a place of struggle to a life of satisfaction and groundedness. Maybe you are a little curious about how hypnosis can help people move forward, how it can actually help people move forward way quicker than maybe some other methods. It'll help you take back your power and give yourself permission to thrive because you know what you truly deserve it i'll help you become the person you were meant to be just jump on a free call with me and i'll help you see how your world can be more fulfilling and satisfying with excitement and momentum think of it think of your life with excitement and momentum just Set up an email, put the word transition in the subject line and email me at bruce at mindfulnessmode.com. I look forward to talking with you. So listen, take what we've learned today and reach new heights of calm, focus and happiness. Stay in the mode.